What would you say you do here? You shut your mouth when you're talking to me. So no more shenanigans, no more tomfoolery, no more ballyhoo. The music's on. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for turning off the music yeah, a quick, while we record. Quick, Joe always points at me. That means we're starting. And, yeah. Uh, I didn't started. Do anything about started. Started. Excuse me. There we go. It was guitar music, though. It was nice classical no, guitar. No, it, ni- it, was, it was very nice. I thought I was sitting in a Spanish restaurant eating tapas. I would love to go to southern Spain and uh, live for a couple months in a villa near the Mediterranean. Boy, that, that does sound nice. You know, there's nothing stopping you from doing that. True. Mm-hmm. I think what I would do if I were to decide to do that, I would say, you know, at some point I've got to go, I'm going to need to get through the jobs and just give everybody a month off and pay for it. You guys are taking a month off. It's paid. See, I'll see you in a month. Yeah. And just be gone. Just don't come here anymore. The place will be locked. Just right. go away. Right. Well, it's uh, it's windy as oh, it's, uh, fuck outside. It, and it was getting really windy here at the airport. You posted uh, on Facebook 63 mile an hour gusts, which yeah. is stupid. And these vents were making a huge racket. I was hearing noises outside. I'm going, all right, well, what airplane blew over? Right. You know, so I'd poke my nose out after I pushed, after I leaned into the door. I had to use all of my body weight to open your door because of the <laughs> yeah. wind. And I and like and then the gust stopped and I almost fucking fell down. Yeah. And then when I, I tried to sh- shut it, slowly so it didn't slam mm-hmm. it pushed me into my back and I almost fell into your hangar i'm like you know what why do i live someplace with wind like this like so the deal just, is people for those of you uh nerdy meteorologists kind of geology people it is kind of windy in the southwest right now right where we are it is you know overall but we are more windy in kingman and there's a reason because we have the venturi effect and then we've yeah. got the cerebats and the Hualapai Mountains, and yeah. the wind gets funneled through from the southwest next down, and it, yeah, and it and it starts gets goes goes faster right right between us. Here we are, right in the middle yeah. of it. It's awesome. Yeah. So there yeah. you go. Uh, anyway, and then we've got uh, potentially Snowmageddon Part Two. Snowmageddon was three years ago today, where we got, I think on the books they said sixteen inches, sixteen inches of snow in about eight hours, and. That is the most snow I have ever seen in this town, and it was the most snow this town had had ever in recorded history by eight inches. Because eight inches was, was the pre- previous record, and it doubled it. It was it, you said eight inches, eight inches. Uh, you know, around yeah. from the ground. <laughs> <laughs> I had to go. I had to shovel out in front of the door because it swings out. You know, it, I, it I had wouldn't to, open. Yeah. I cleared out of there to get it open. That was then, uh, that was crazy. It was the most harrowing drive home from work I'd, I've ever had. Uh, I still can't believe I made it. It's kind of hilly downtown. It is, uh, and the, the well, and then driving down the hill to get downtown from from the hospital, right? Was that was sketchy <laughs> as shit? Because you don't really think about it that much of being hilly because it's the weather's usually decent. Now we get a lot of uh, we should have more gully washers, shall we say, and. Um, that's what we called them back in the gully washers. Yeah, not, we don't call them that here because not we're not a wash. bunch of southern bumpkins, okay? They're called wash, a, it's washers. a wash. Wash. Yeah, it's a wash. Okay. So, uh, but anyway, but then Hillbilly. but then you probably, the, the moment you get in your vehicle, if you're working at the hospital, and you start driving downtown, you, then you start thinking, oh, God, there's a hill. There's a big hill coming up. Yeah. You don't, you don't really think about that. And you honestly, the only way you would ever think about those, the two hills that I drive on pretty much are used to drive on daily is the one on Grandview right by the high school, and you never notice it unless you ride a bike up mm-hmm. it, and I notice it. I'm like, shit, this hill's a lot bigger than I think it is. Mm-hmm. Or drive up it in snow, which is what I did three years ago when, when we had this that 
ridiculous snowstorm. Yeah, that was again. It was about three years ago today, or three, yesterday. Yeah, or... It was three years ago today. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was it, a big it was, damn deal. Fuck, it was so stupid. That was. I mean, Mike tried to back out of his driveway to go to work as a mailman, and I'm like, dude, you can't. Like, I can't believe he even tried to back it out. Then he immediately got it stuck half in, half out of the driveway. Right. And uh, but and I yeah, don't really mind because it's. It doesn't snow. I know you're from Ohio and you're over the snow, but it's like. And it happens once or twice every it, year. It happens, or two. and it's kind of cool. And I like seeing the shit show, mostly because this town and and, and overall this county is unprepared for it. Right. So like, I like everybody likes to watch a good shit show. And but that, the desert is so pretty because you can see forever anyway. And now it just changes everything. It does, and, and it's so quiet. Yes, because of all the you know the you know it's a uh, dampening the effect, sound yeah. dampening and yeah. So yeah, and I'm just I just it's just a pain in the ass. I that that's I I don't I don't know I I prefer snow over ice if that makes sense. Sure, absolutely. Like, a, like an ice storm or yeah. like it just things being below freezing for four months. What I enjoy is, in fact, we should do this in my Jeep. Oh, my God, it'd be cold because I don't have anything in my Jeep. Uh, no doors anymore, that kind of thing. Anyway, it's been a while since we talked about this. It hasn't snowed here to go to go out and get uh, Baileys and snow. You get fresh yeah. snow and you oh, put it in a big old thing and pour some Baileys. Oh, my God, it's really good. What, we, what you should do is Tuesday, tomorrow, mm-hmm. well, well not for you folks, for us. This is Monday. Yes. But uh, when uh, uh, before the precipitation starts coming in, you should bring your Jeep inside. Oh yeah, maybe because it's maybe, supposed yeah. to start tomorrow afternoon. And then and you, rain, and, and then use and, the Jeep. Maybe and then you, yeah, and then use the Jeep. We'll go we, out for we, a cruise, we, man. We could, we could go up uh, the mountain, and uh, I, you know, my tires are not super deep. Tra- I got decent tread, but it's four wheel drive, and they're yeah. wide, so it should be okay. Mm, I would think. We go up the mountain with a clean with a clean uh, cooler, collect some snow. And then come back and have Bailey's and snow. Or when it snows down here because the snow level is dropping to 2,000 feet tomorrow. Right. We don't have to drive up the mountain like every other dipshit is going to try and do. And, that yeah, they have four-wheel drive. But they, if you don't know how to drive in snow, you're, you're just going to get your four-wheel drive stuck. So we could go somewhere else that's not quite as – there should be snow here anyway. Well, we, we hope there is just because. The, it, fir- the first time I had Bailey's and cream, I was uh, dating or with that crazy – the Batwing lady? No, oh. she. That's not a different one. That's a th- a different no, one. This one's not really crazy in that fashion. She's the uh, she's the really religious one that didn't know that our star was a sun and uh, oh my god, or the st- vice versa. The sun was a star and, and all that yes. stuff. So, yeah. but she came and flew out here one time during the winter time because she's a really good photographer actually. So we spent the night in uh, Flagstaff, Sedona, somewhere. And then we drove. It had snowed a lot on the Grand Canyon, but the roads were kind of clear, kinda. And we went up there, and there was nobody up there. And we, I had a bottle of Bailey's because that's what you do when you go driving around the wintertime, right? Okay, you do. I, no, no, I didn't no, know that. I, I know. But now I, I guess I need to add Bailey's to my <laughs> tools and air compressor and blanket. Your repertoire. Yes. Your, yeah. Anyway, and then whatever that main road is, sixty four, I believe, yeah. that goes up right to the yeah. So there's just no cars, and, and the sun was going down. It was lots of snow on the. Desert areas. We thought, let's go out there and get some snow. And then we had Bailey's. It was it was just there, so I just poured on the snow. And it was oh my god! It was that's just a really it's good. It's like shaved ice, but yeah, Bailey's but even flavored. better. It's more fluffy and yeah, kind of clean up in that part of the uh, of the snow area of the of the mountain high desert. Area. That's cool. So that was nice. I just yeah. haven't done that in a while. I think I will have uh, this snowmageddon off uh, from work because I don't think we're going to be doing a lot of kegging. But you're assuming it's going to happen. That's what you're saying. Uh, we're going to get snow. I just don't know how much we're going to get. Okay, so now it's uh, now people are listening to this if it's uh, Wednesday. So it's supposed to happen now Wednesday. Right. They bumped it back a day, I think. It's going to be like Tuesday, and they bumped it back to oh. Wednesday. 
I had always heard I, since Friday uh, this past. I that's what I had heard that it was going to be Wednesday. So I, oh. I don't know if they changed it or not. Maybe I uh, maybe I don't know. Oh, it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be cold. Damn it! I'm just tired of it. I'm I'm just I'm you know me. I'm, we're, we're we're approaching March. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. So anyway, it's uh, ready for warm weather. Anyway, it gets so windy out here, and up above us now is this styrofoam blocked off vent thing, but it's all loosened up now because the wind is howling across the top, and it just beats the you know it's kind of noisy. Can be noisy. Oh God, I have to tell you this. Okay. Yesterday morning, I was driving to breakfast, meeting up with a friend, and Anna Gasteyer from SNL, you know, and now she's in some shows, various shows or whatever. She's one half of the uh, her and uh, uh, Molly Shannon did the NPR the Sweaty Balls. Welcome oh, back to the yeah, 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 yeah. like that show. Yeah, she was on NPR being interviewed, and he said, "Look, I I know that this isn't part of what you're promoting or anything like that, but I have always found the sketch to be so funny." And he said, "What if what if we had you come on and did that bit?" And she's like, "Are you?" And then she dropped her voice. Um, I would be honored to come on your show. That would be great. <laughs> Probably she it loved so it because fun. it was actually on NPR. Yes, she could not say. She's like, no. I I did that sketch tw- like twenty some odd years ago, and now you guys are asking me to do it. Why didn't you do it when I was still in my prime and looked good? And he goes, Well, that's the nice thing about radio is that our voices don't really age. <laughs> and I was fucking died laughing that they were they were cracking jokes about NPR on NPR, and it was it was just. One of the funniest things ever. I knew right. you would appreciate that. I, I guess the first one was Pete's Sweaty Balls. It yeah, that was be. with Alec Baldwin. Yeah. And then they did a handful of other ones, too. Right. The Sweaty Wiener with him. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. We always love it when you bring on your weeders. Very sweaty. So gross. <laughs> so <laughs> fucking nasty. Anyhow. Uh, yeah, it's always fun to see snow in the desert, uh, especially the... Uh, it, it's incredible to me. There's all these... There's all these people that moved out west mm-hmm. from places that get snow. They retired. Sure. Some of them retired. Some of them just, you know, uprooted and got a new job or whatever. And then it's like they, they're they here a year and they forget how to drive in the snow. So they're all stuck you, you, everywhere. You think it's shit. those people that are forgetting? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I used to drive a lot when it snowed earlier on. The first few years I was here would drive up past... Um, uh, Red Lake uh-huh. and uh, and go up to uh, Meadview because mm-hmm. uh, those were a little higher elevation mountains and there was a, quite often there was a lot of snow that was beginning to melt so it, I mean really was a lot of fantastic photography or just a lot of oohing and on yeah and I did that a lot went by myself a lot up there this is just so gorgeous up here there's a lot of cool uh, there's there's a few waterfalls over yeah. in that area that that run all year long but then get you know torrential right uh, when the snow melts happening it's pretty neat yeah I uh. I'm also going to try my best. If we do get a lot of snow, and then once it starts to melt, I'm going to be taking off to uh, finally go see the um, Grand Falls. Oh, okay. uh, over would be east of Flagstaff. Yeah, it's out on the res, and it's uh, what three times higher than Niagara Falls. Yeah, is Grand Falls the one that normally when they have like geese and snow and it starts e- melting, either snow snow melt or monsoon season. Those yeah. are the two times to go. Gotcha. So it's a great big. Looks like a big chocolate. Uh, yeah. Uh, river. Yes. Falls. Yeah, it's the uh, Little Colorado River, and yeah. it's about 20 miles before it drains into, like, actually goes into the mm-hmm. Colorado, uh, the actual Colorado River. So, yes, I, I and I've wanted to see it. Folks, Google it. Grand Falls in Arizona. It's so, so beautiful. And uh, 
I've tr- I've wanted to see it since I found out about it in like I don't know Arizona Highways magazine when I was a little kid, and you it's only certain times of the year that like there's always water running through it, but otherwise it just looks like wispy. You know, whatever. I, I really need to have my stepmother and sister come out. Uh, sister hasn't been here at all, ever. And just try to make it, not just hang out in the Kingman area. I mean, it's pretty. You can go up the Wallop Eyes and do the whole, you know, Red Lake, because that's kind of weird to go out in the middle of a dry lake if you haven't done it before. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, but you know, make a point to go out to some of these other places, you know, through uh, Sedona or a little further east. Yeah. You know, do that kind of. It's a big state, so it'll take a little while, but it's worth doing. You know, it's worth seeing these things. Oh yeah, absolutely. There's tons of, tons of cool shit within a day's drive of here. The uh, Sunset Crater and the Wapaki and um, whatever the Indian ruins are out there. The two groups. Well, then there's further south. There's the. Oh my God, Montezuma as well, mm-hmm. which is, and that has ruins there as well. And that it's one of the neatest places. And the history behind it is cool because it's like full of fresh water. It's in the, kind of in the middle of the. Higher desert uh, forest lands beating the forest, you know, the Coconino Forest. And it was a neutral ground for Native Americans. Mm-hmm. Like, before Europeans ever showed up, it was neutral ground. They could be warring tribes, but they everybody was everybody was equal there and nobody fought mm-hmm. because that's where because it was one of the, the only fresh water sources around. Right. And then the way it drains out, like the... Well, they're a, terrible a, Americans if they don't fight. They're, t- they're not being good Americans yeah. if they're not fighting each other. Right. Crazy how they're bad Americans before we got there. <laughs> We had to get rid of those people. I always love that. We had, line. To, we had to get rid of those people. That was Mel Gibson's line in Maverick, and he's like, "Yeah, it's a it's a damn shame all those native. Oh, what do you say? Damn shame all those Indians were on our land before uh, we got there." <laughs> I was I fucking always love that line because it's true. Uh, eh, and you know, this is a nice segue into our next segment. But yes, yeah, like, so we're gonna have a it, few like, semi-serious topics. We're gonna try to rip through them after the. There was a, a gentleman uh, by the name of Thomas Havitone, who's a guy who's probably five, six years older than me, and I only knew him from seeing him at the bar. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, twenty years ago, and uh, super nice guy, but very. He's Peach Springs native. You know, he's a uh, Wallapai, right? And he he had one of those like got milk shirts, but it said got Lance. Oh, and then on the God. back it says "Thank an Indian." <laughs> I was like, "You, you so, motherfucker!" Like I just and I just I had to shake his hand as I have to. And that's the coolest fucking shirt ever. He's like, "I know I have a sweatshirt and two more different colored uh, t-shirts of the same one." So before I uh, met you again, this is earlier on the first few years I was here. I I, I was um, I was a member. What do you want to call it? I had a annual pass to the Grand Canyon. Uh-huh. I went there a bunch and hiked and that kind of shit. And then I this is I was still buying. CDs back then. This is again 10, 15 years ago, whatever it was. Right. And there was a few, and I was really getting into the Native American uh, uh, music, like f- Native American the flute, flute stuff. Yeah. All that shit. I said, I don't know where these are. But one of them, I really, I bought it based on the album, the album, the CD cover. Uh-huh. And it, it had all these really cool Native American looking dudes with their kind of headdresses, but it, it looked like it was a real picture. They really made them look authentic, you know. And in the background, you could kind of see it kind of like watermarked in a way from the uh, the uh, Declaration of Independence where it says, we the people. Ooh, and I bought, I bought that. I'm getting chills now. I said, I'm buying that. Did you, did you buy it at the Kolb studio or the gift shop there on the rim of the Grand Probably Canyon? Probably so. Yeah. Probably so. And they caught me. Fished in. Boom. They got Absolutely. me. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. But it's fantastic music. It's the, you know, very calming. The, you, you've, you're familiar with all this oh, yeah. kind of stuff. So it was really, really neat. But I went, yeah, we the people. Did you ever see the guy? That the, makes a statement. That guy at the cellar door that plays a native flute. You ever? Uh, that guy's incredible. 
Because he is carries he local. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know if he's local, but I know he played the cellar door a bunch of times. Is I don't know if he's a local guy. Recently, not that I know of. Okay. Probably not. So in during the, the past during the uh, two years, the Nan- the definitely, definitely during the Nancy, Nancy and Scott Rhodes uh, era. I don't think I've seen him. Here's, anyway, it, what was really cool is that like I I hope he shows up to open mic night some night, um, because he has like eight seven or eight different flutes and they're all in different keys so if somebody's jamming a song he can figure out what key it's in grab the flute and he'll just jam along and it just oh, sounds that's great cool. oh it's so neat is it Native american or not is no, he okay. i don't well just maybe said, I, I don't recall i don't think so but i don't know he could be just um, a dude just a dude who likes his flutes just a man and his flutes mm-hmm. hey let's take a break let's do it we're gonna come, come back and be a little more little, yeah a little more a little more serious. serious we'll be right back
I'm sorry. World War Three is that what we said we're gonna? Yeah. All right. We're hot, bud. We're I, hot. It's really here's why I'm all for it. Oh, you're all for World War Three. Okay, that's fantastic. For a small Jesus reason, H Christ. All but right. I think it's uh, I think it's a good reason. So I uh, I tap that out in notes here. Now you know what? That's not an updated look. WW and then three in a row. It looks a lot. I'm tired of seeing the World War Two. The three looks good. It looks balanced. It's uh, it's more artic, you know. So they okay. I'm good. World War Three. So like it. from a from a marketing standpoint, <laughs> yes, it's time for World War Three. Junior international finance degree. You know, from a marketing standpoint, uh, speaking World of finance, it's w- gonna, it's gonna, everybody's going to be making war machines and stuff. It's going to be great. But I don't want it to be W W I I I. I want it to be W W three. Oh, like a three. Like a like the like the letter three. Yeah. <laughs> Let me see how that looks. Anyway. Oh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> To yeah, t- this to change it up. Th- this shit bit. in Ukraine, I don't think people realize because, like, I know a lot of people uh, don't pay attention to international politics. They're they're wrapped up in the divisive shit show fucking clown car that we've got going on here. Which is why I have Sky News on. Which right? yeah, yeah, Sky News on the. It's like a. It's it's kind of like it's not CNN, but it's like the. It's not the BBC. It's it, because that's state that's state funded and run and right. Uh, it would be like the Fox News or MSNBC or something like that, but in uh, the UK. Is that but, correct? But there's a little more international actual news. But they'll show. Oh, but, there's here's yeah. Australia's on fire, and here's some flooding in Italy, and here's you know it's like oh look at that that's actually going on in the world. Right, and you know it's a, it's actual <laughs> news instead of opinions. Right. right. Nor- normally, anyway, right? Yeah. So I'm glad to have that because I just I got sick. I, I was hunting for BBC or Al Jazeera live on YouTube just to watch it. Right. To actually see something else. I know you say Al Jazeera and people just explode because you know. I mean, it's just, it literally is just another news source. I, that yeah. Um, it, but it, you're right. People well, they were all like, mad at because they were reporting during uh, Desert Storm and all kind. Of, oh, it's Al Jazeera said this and said that because you know the, we were bombing the shit out of them over there. Yeah. So yeah, they're gonna have some views that aren't really <laughs> it's kind of like the louis ck bit where he's like you know of course we need to support our troops protect them take care of them when they get out uh and but uh, but maybe if you go to another country and you shoot at somebody and then they shoot you back it's a little bit your fault <laughs> and all the people were booing and she's like i'll tell you what you know who laughed at that joke every single one of the five thousand troops i performed it for three weeks ago in like fucking afghanistan or some shit right and i just love that he dropped that because he knew he could crack that joke because he had that basis sure but it's kind of it's kind of true and there's always that there's and that's why i need to watch the what are, what are the two the, the the clint eastwood movies where there's the one that the the one that's like the american perspective on iwo jima and then like the japanese perspective they did two separate movies oh i've actually uh, never seen either one of them but neither I, really, have I i know i, I know oh that's and the really Jap- shame like yeah. the script for the japanese perspective came from like hundreds of diaries that they read and did research and then put mm-hmm. together a screenplay mm-hmm. it wasn't like one dude wrote a screenplay it was like 40 like a team of 40 writers mm-hmm. to put that together so like that getting that extra pers- perspective on history is like i mean it's it's so invaluable and and which kind of when you say that it kind of reminds me a little bit to divert slightly when we were getting ready for the uh, B seventeen event here when uh, with Major uh, Farron was turning hundred years old I would have uh, World War two or you know nineteen forties music playing and old black and white footage of B seventeen starting up and taxiing around yeah. and flying around because hey this is all a lot of fun right it's a it's a cool music of the 40s and people are doing swing dance and they're uh over there over there that was world yeah. war one actually but anyway and then and then you got uh boogie oh, woogie bugle boy is yeah, what you're you looking go. for and then we have the cool old footage oh these are great cool airplanes 
not the same perspective of the people that were in them. Yeah, no shit. That, I mean, like, they, there are a lot of guys that don't even want to get near a B-17 that, that flew be, back the, then. We don't think this. Literally the worst possible time, in their, most likely the worst possible time those guys ever had in their life. Yeah. was in one of those planes, and I'm surprised that Major Farron wanted to get back in one. He well, he didn't really want. He said he would do it, and then he got in there, and then I talked to someone else that was in there with him during that flight, and they, for a moment there, they thought he was not going. They thought he was going to get out of it. Yeah. He goes, I'm not sure I want to do this. You know, he did tell somebody that, and I felt really bad, and then I thought to myself, we got to be – I just thought him better. I, I, we need to all – we, everybody, needs to open up your fucking brain – more than we, you know, rather get focused on, oh, it's a B-17, he's turning 100, this will be great, it's a patriotic thing, it's, you know, the greatest generation, blah, 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 here we go down that road, as opposed to showing more reverence or understanding, you know, maybe we can celebrate his birthday in a different way, or maybe not, let, let's let's force the monkey in the airplane, you know, let's, yeah, just, no shit. let's just use the fucking bear that never doesn't put a skirt on and play a tambourine right yeah you know i'm I'm being a little you know far with that but 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 it's it's true it's like we all get excited about that stuff it's like more to your point from earlier we get excited about that stuff for him and all the other guys that that got on those planes i i don't fucking blame him one bit for not wanting i'm surprised he got on the plane which is which is great but that's because he successfully completed 25 goddamn missions right in a b-17 and barely and and there were uh again people a lot of here we go talking about this thing again, but there were a lot of people that were probably on his airplane that lost their lives Absolutely. or limbs. This was very common that people get killed and they would fly around with their headless bodies and shit all the way back to England. Yeah. And then get their get get their bodies out of there. Yeah. You know, and, then, and then go do it again. Yeah. That's it, it's I mean, literally a sky battlefield like that. Yeah. It's, it's no different. Oh, God. And you were showing me that new series that's coming out of that new movie or the new something. It was a t- wasn't it, it's a uh, um, it's um. So Spielberg or Tom Tom it's, Hanks was it's involved. Spielberg and Tom Hanks are involved, and it's the Band of Brothers. It's kind of like a Band of Brothers sequel, but it's not. It is not the Band of but Brothers. It's B seventeen. It's B seventeen pilots. Yeah, and it's the same way. It's built same screenplay, same producers, all that stuff that did Band of Brothers, which to which me, means they're not going to glorify it. They're not going, and they didn't in Band yeah. of Brothers. I mean, yeah. Band of Brothers is excellent. That I'm, I got chills in my spine just now. Just oh, I did, I, same here, dude. What, I'm, I'm feeling it now. Yeah. That that uh, the episode. It's the second to last episode, and it's so hard to watch every single time. It's called Why We Fight. Mm-hmm. It's when they go and liberate that camp. Mm-hmm. And yep. it's and they're like, who are the people here? Are they are they criminals? Da, da, da. And he's like, tra- like the guy's like translating for mm-hmm. him because he speaks uh, German. And and he's talking to this guy he's like, who are the people that are here? And he starts rattling off stuff in German. And he's like, tailors, lawyers, attorneys, accountants. Mm-hmm. Goes, are are they criminals? No, Jews. Mm-hmm. And, and and these people are starving. They see these uh, U.S. troops showing up, and it's like I can't get through that episode. Without really getting fucking emotional, and oh, yeah. I, I only because I've known a few, uh, I've a handful of survivors that I've met that I mean, they had fucking tattoos on their arms. They lost right. their entire. My uncle Charlie Weinberg, that used to live here in uh, in Kingman, he was like the first person in the family to 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 move to Kingman. It was like the mid seventies or early seventies, and like he had he lost his entire family. Childhood sweetheart, everything. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, which, fucking everyone. Which you you can try to imagine, and then it, it's really tough to try to imagine that, it, and you can even get emotional. But it's not even close. It's not to what they experienced. It's, and he's the only one that I ever met that wanted to talk about it mm-hmm. because he he said it's painful for me to talk about, but I need to talk about it so nobody ever forgets. Right. And I was like, fuck. Even at like, I think you told me that it was like fifteen or something. I, that the gravity of that sentence. 
right. really stuck with me. But anyway, so this, now we have World War Three coming. So we have the potential for World War Three, <laughs> and it's like, I I I get why Putin's wanting to invade Ukraine. It's a power move to flex to show that Russia's not as sure. a janky fucking mess. And they're like saying, hey, is. those people belong to be Russian anyway, and all that. And I thought. This sounds really familiar. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> to, well, that's really Germany anyway. That's really part yeah. of our people over there. It's like, oh, Poland. Right. Czechoslovakia. Right. France. It's like, how far back do you want to yeah. go? How far do you want to wind the clock back to say, yeah. well, that's really ours anyway? All right, well, let's let the Native Americans, or however you want to call them, let's wind the clock back. Yeah. Or Mexicans. Let's just wind it, keep winding it back. Yeah. You know? So it, it but the thing about Ukraine is, is that geographically, it's basically the entryway into kind of invading Europe. And I know that it, people are... It's a strategic. It's very strategic, but there's also yes. tons and tons and tons of natural gas. Yes, they, they are a That's kind of That's why they invaded jewel, Crimea in right. 2014. And they're kind of a jewel, too. There's some pretty smart people there as well. It's like a, it's not like we'd be invading... Uh, I'm trying to get to some of the shittiest areas that we would not bother invading because who would want it anyway? Fuck a thing. butler. <laughs> right. <laughs> Where we... <laughs> like, yeah, you're not going to go and uh, invade outer Mongolia. Right. Because there's not a lot of resources right. there, and those folks are relatively, well, I wouldn't say relatively peaceful. I think I think if you tried to invade Mongolia, right. you would you, you would see, you would go back, you know, 500 generations, and you'll see why fucking Genghis Khan was a bad <laughs> motherfucker. Because they'll just, just like, oh, you guys want to fuck with us now? Cool. Right. How about we use fucking 500-year-old weaponry and still fuck you up? Like, right. That, so anyway, like so, it, so the, yeah, so there's a lot of strategy because of the ge- geographic uh, yes. and geopolitical, and there's that, and then there's a little bit of history, but the natural resources, and it's easy to do if you look at the way he's got his troops around there. Yeah. they're surrounding it, and the ocean. It's like there's only a little piece that's not protected over, or this unpro- whatever it is. It's like right. this is easy for them to to make this happen. Yeah, and the shitty thing is, is that you know Ukraine. I I know that they've wrestled with trying to become part of the the uh, EU. Back and forth. I think they've had a couple referendum. Right. And it just never went anywhere. And it's very, very close. And they're part of the European market for yes. everything. Yes. So, oh, man. It's going to, I hope it doesn't fucking erupt. Because I, I think it'll just be really terrible. So, but it's really funny is that they're on there and they're, they're going back and forth. And they're saying, well, we haven't invaded yet. And you guys are wrong. You guys are hitting the panic button. America is wrong, blah, blah, blah. But that's, they're just fucking around. So, you know, they, it seems to be that the betting money says they're going to. Yeah. Sounds like it's going that way. But then you think, okay, so do we go in there and, and defend them? Do we, you know, do we uh, put, when they're not part of NATO right now, and that's that's the fear right. they kind of want to be part of NATO. And I would, that would really bother me too if you think about it. If we had, if we had a border here, United States had, and then Mexico decided they're going to be, Russia's going to control them, and they're going to put a whole bunch of military shit on the border of Mexico. We wouldn't have that. No. We would come, fuck you, you're not going to do that. No, exactly. So that's, I get it. I get it why Putin's saying no. I think he's a soulless asshole, but, you know, and I don't think he's a good, I think Russia could do a whole lot better if they're a little more free market, a little more democratic, shall we say. I think that's the move they should do. I think in the long run, that's going to happen, too. Don't know when, but that's going to well, go that way. With Russia, like, they're they're still rebuilding. Yeah, from 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 communism, like yes. and, from, and from the USSR. And it's kind, kind of, of the shit. wild west. You have it's an oligarchy over there, and you got people that are doing what they want to do with oil and gas, and there's not that much regulation no, going on in Russia no. or control. The, the, they, uh, what I read recently, the main, the biggest, uh, the most powerful regulation in uh, in Russia is money. 
Right. And so it's kind of like Russian mafia kinda, stuff, if you will. Yeah. Not it, and there's a lot of organized crime, but there's also just fuck you money. You know, mm-hmm. not necessarily organized, but yeah, we'll kill you and we'll, you know, it's not like it's a necessarily a big structure. I'm sure there is within right. there, but it's just fucking cr- I would not want to have a business over there no. right now. There's no way. No. It's not stable, and that's why you need a stable government. People invest in and stock market and blah, yes. blah, blah, blah. There you go. That's so true. World War Three is yeah. uh, imminent. So can I check off the list? Can I just, okay, we talked about yeah. World War Three coming. There we go. Boop. Beep. Sky News. Talked about Sky News. Let's uh, let's talk about this thought experiment. Oh, you want to get that one? Yeah. So last week or two weeks ago, um, and I'm robbing this idea or this thing from uh, Lex Fridman. And I can't remember who he had on there, but it had to do with you know geopolitical stuff. He's kind of a philosopher and like an engineering type of guy. And there was it had to do with the first thing he said is they're talking about designing and developing things. I don't know. It was, but it's much more philosophical. You have to listen to it. But he goes, it's kind of like the pencil thing and then lex goes the pencil thing goes oh so you don't know that he goes it's like uh not there's not one person who can make a pencil and he goes it, it's because he knew where this was going like this is a real smart guy yeah and, and Lex goes oh i'm ready for this this sounds wonderful so he says if you think of all the technology that's in a a uh a pencil where it's uh, very refined wood that's made a certain shape. There's paints involved. There's metallurgy because of the thing that holds the eraser. There's the eraser. There's the the graphite in the middle of it that has to be machined in such a fine way. And there's the sharpers. Because if you just list all this stuff out, there's not one person. They might be able to know how to engineer it, the materials, but they wouldn't know how to make it. Right. You know. And then and then you have to go out and get the steel and all that kind of stuff too. He goes. And they were discussing this, and it was basically true. You know, so there's all these things that we depend on now. But then he said, or he goes, I like this other one. He goes, I think it was one of his grad classes he was in or something like that. He were professor or he brought it up where they said, imagine there's this evil witch and she comes along and announces to the world. the same. Everybody gets the same information. Like, um, I will, I'm going to take away everything man-made, everything within a moment. And, and the goal is, and I'll give everything back. But you have to make uh, uh, an iPhone 11, and it has to be like a saleable iPhone 11 or third to pick the fucking number. Doesn't matter. Yeah, it has to be of the same quality and of the same capability um, to your current level. It is. So in other words, that you know, that you know, that that's the deal. And, it's, and, the, and the question is, how long would it take? And when everything is gone, it means like everybody's naked. It's like okay, boom. But everybody knows at the same time all the smart people or the dumb people. Everybody knows that's the goal. The whole world knows this evil witch said, "I'm taking away everything, everything man-made." And now you guys have to make an iPhone. Th- just, he just chose that piece of technology. Doesn't yeah. you could pick whatever you want, but it was an iPhone 13 or 11. How long would it take? Well, they never really came up with a solution. But Lex, it took a while for Lex to get it. He said, well, you know, I know a lot of engineers that could do this and do that. He goes, yeah, but can they, do they know how to mine steel or iron ore? Right. How about glass? And how are you going to communicate with the people that do know how to do that? Right. That was a part two. He said, well, Uh. does everybody know where everybody is? No. Because what would happen is right now the witch would tell us what's going on. Like we'd be talking here right now at this podcast. We'd be talking about it. And the witch would go, this is what you're doing. Boom. Now you're naked. All this shit's gone. Yeah. And now you'd be standing on the ground where you're above. So right now we're cold as fuck and it's windy outside. Just right now, if that were to happen right, right now, right. First you got to find shelter. Yeah. Then you got to figure out who the fuck's going to feed us. So you got to figure out where the food's going to be or who's going to. You don't have any guns. So you can't go shoot a. You can't go shoot a moose. Even though you have the brain, not like all the you knowledge. You have all the knowledge. You have all the knowledge. You still have to start off in the Stone Age. Zero. 
I like this. Yes, those and I love long, shit like that. Right. So how long would it take? And and they were talking. Again, it took a while for Lex to really wind it back. He goes, well, yeah, you know, steel, and you could do this. Yeah, but you have you don't have a shovel. Yeah. To get the ore out of the mine, you don't have a car to drive to wherever the mine is. You have, right. and you don't know those people. Right, you can't communicate. You can't just get on on your iPhone right. and get on Facebook and hit and like, hey, does anybody know how to mine steel? And no, it, you're you're gonna have to find people, communicate with them face to face, after finding shelter and right. food and clothing, right. and water, right. Which I think most people would not fucking survive. That they were talking about how long it would take before they said they were thinking about about a month, and then people are gonna start getting a little ornery. They're gonna start because where's the progress? What, do we even have a? Do we even have steel smelted yet? M- maybe people could start fire, right? You you know how to start fire. Yeah, you could be naked with starting a fire. Like right now, how long would it take you? If God, it would hurt to walk. Think about walking between here and where you got to get materials to start yeah. a fire. Oh my God, do you got to figure out how to? Protect? This is a really a, interesting. I could get thought. a fire started from where we are, our current location. I could get a fire started, probably ten minutes. And that's what happened. Yeah. Let's think if that were to happen here right now. That's what would you would see that as the sun's going down. If everybody knew again the gig, you would see probably smoke and fires starting to. Mm-hmm. Again, all the man-made materials are gone, but people know how to from the materials yeah. to start a fire. That's what you would end up doing right now. You would you know how to do that better than me. So I would just I would say, tell me what to do, Joe. Tell me what to find. That's a, and that's exactly how it would start. Right. That's an organization. Now that yeah. now we got a, that kind of a thing, and then you know that bit of a skill, which is very valuable in that situation. So they were thinking about a month, and people start killing people off because they're not you know they're going to be die, dying anyway. Yeah. Some are just going to make it. They're not going to flat fucking make it. You know. So it's going to thin the herd <laughs> right away. Um, but yeah, it's everything. It's 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 food survival. It's all the technologies. You have to develop, and you have to develop apps. But I don't know how long it would take. But I guess, oh, here's what's the point of the whole thing, too. It's like people talk about how independent they are or what they can do, what they can do, what they can do, but not enough reverence is given to what the shoulders you're standing on all the time. Correct. I I think about it more than the average person, no question, but not near enough. I actually think about this kind of stuff maybe every couple months or so because it comes up in conversation like like a – like I'll be talking about, you know, I was in Boy Scouts or whatever, and they're like, oh, "Would you learn a Boy Scouts?" It's like knots. I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, that's knots. fun. Yeah, I could start a fire without matches, and that usually that kind of like they're like matches or lighter. Like I can do that. Like I've done it before. Mm-hmm. I've done it probably fifty times in my life. Like meaning with really raw materials. Like you can't use a string and loop it around and go with a. You know, you don't have that. No, I mean like in like on Castaway. Right. Right, like how he starts a fire with like the the, the log that's like half split. Yep, and then and doing this, you have your chaff yeah. and you do this, and you have your kindling, you have everything already ready to go yep. on a windy day like this. I would dig a hole down like about a foot, or with, find some with sort a of rock. A, you got to dig it with, with a rock. Yeah, right. And we're yeah. again, we're naked. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're naked. Yeah, we're naked. <laughs> uh, it's naked time. So, um, yeah, I know how to do that. All that kind of shit, and then like. First and foremost is like fire's not the number one thing when something like that happens. Fire's not the number one thing. F- uh, clothing, it's so it's so it's, so you don't die of exposure. Shelter. So if you had good shelter, that would suffice. It would suffice. You got to wrap yourself in something. You have to wrap yourself in something. So and then you can't I'm go, go to the, the dump. Doesn't exist because the dump is full of man made. But you can't right. go to the dump and dig it. I'm out. gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna start murdering rabbits. Right. I mean, honestly, somehow, like that's, yeah. yeah, that's that's yeah. or you know. Um, I'll start walking towards, uh, I don't know, the Chris and Rachel Yokely's house because I know that they probably house? excuse me to where the <laughs> where their house once was and they are right. currently standing naked. 
<laughs> Which they all the time yeah, anyway. But I would go over to <laughs> their. I would go. Nothing. Over, nothing happened. They're always yep. around naked in their house. I would go to their place <laughs> first. You're right. And 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 get there because it's going to be about a three hour walk naked across right. the desert. But we head there because then right around the corner is Chris's dad's house, and dad his dad is the best hunter I've ever known in my entire life. And he probably in that time frame no he's, knives. He's probably no already killed. Doesn't matter. Okay. He would. I he guaranteed if that guy needed to, he could drop a deer with a fucking slingshot. Right. Somehow. But so, anyway, since it, be, so anyway, so, so I like be, this like, like, like a cool. clothing thing. You have to figure that out. Like, how would you, you know, that would be, you, you could use shelter here before you can do clothing. You can somewhere, you can go find a cave or something. Of course. And that's going to be what you're going to have to do. Yeah. You know, or dig down, which is still not yeah. really all that viable, but it's better than being exposed to the elements. I don't know what natural, other than if it, other than an animal, I don't know what you could eat. I, I personally don't know this, what you could eat around here this right time, now. This time of year, there's not very much at all. Yeah. Yeah, at all. Um. And then, like, if you're gonna eat it, like, what the fuck. That's that's the other thing too. It's like that's why I'm glad. I used to get made fun of for it, but I was having so much fucking fun. But being a Boy Scouts taught me a shitload of this stuff, right? Of survival skills. But I also taught one summer. I taught I taught advanced wilderness survival, which is why I love uh, like Survivor Man with Les Stroud. Like, because mm-hmm. that guy's fucking. He's he's the shit. He knows mm-hmm. his shit. And like I remember watching that show or uh, that show with the two the one the two guys. Well, and the number one thing is always like shelter or clothing yeah, or shelter. That's that's it. Clothing and shelter, like the big ones. And so, then water. You can, you can survive without food or water for a couple of days. So you, right. you need you you will die of exposure. Like tonight, it's going to get down to like 35, 40 degrees. Right. You will you will die of hypothermia if we didn't tonight. Mm-hmm. Even with all the extra fat that we have on us, it doesn't mm-hmm. fucking matter. Right. So yeah, it's an interesting thought experiment. Experiment I like that because. It forces you to kind of realize what skills you have and what skills you don't have. And most people don't have and the most skills. People don't. How much we depend on all of this stuff. Yeah. Even if it weren't, we didn't have the internet and all these microphones to talk about podcasts and all this nonsense we do. Even if it were you know a hundred years ago, there's still a lot of man-made things. Oh yeah. To help you survive. Yeah. So even if you were to start at that point, but more people had more skills back then. Let's say a hundred years ago, more Boy Scout type people. And that kind of um, stuff. Yeah, because so. you had a lot more uh, true independent people that didn't live in town. They lived on farms with no electricity, no running right. water, and they had been doing so for hundreds of years. So, right. Um, yeah, the folks are kind of spoiled these days. And something like that would really put uh, things into perspective on how dependent you are on technology. Right. And it was in, in, in technology and other people. And, you're you're yeah, talking about people. how much smarter. A group, people, of course, a person is smart. People are dumb, but it was also it was also pointing out that the group intelligence. You know, you you have to, you would in order to survive. Same thing with a pencil. Not one person knows how to make a pencil. Right. In order to survive, it's going to take more than one person. You you're going to have to work together because certain people have different skill sets or certain kind of brains to to make this whole thing advance. And that's why I think in the event of some sort of nuclear winter, Holocaust, or collapse of society, I think I'd be okay. Right, you might be. I, I, yeah. I'm not. I think I could. Sur- I could survive just fine. Um, first and foremost, like take it out of this thought experiment where n- no technology exists. Mm-hmm. Let's say we had a full coll- collapse of society. The police are are nowhere to be found. Mm-hmm. The you know uh, medical community is scattered to the winds. The hospital burned down. Whatever. Uh, I know that I I, I have really really good uh, apocalypse. What did uh, Tim call it years ago? Uh, apocalyptic skills. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know how to brew beer. I can distill that into booze, which people love. But I can also, I know how to make fuel, like mm-hmm. alcohol, mm-hmm. right? So I can do that. 
You start no. zero match fire. Of course, I, of course I, that, like, that, that, that's if you things. have some manly materials around. Obviously. Yeah, that's why I said out of this thought experiment. This right, is because right, right, right. I've talked about this kind of stuff. Like a, if an apocalypse type of thing happened and you have like, you know, collapse of modern society and all this shit, I would be, I think I would be okay. I would be pissed. I would be bored. I would be scared for my life because right. there's a ton of people out there. Because if you have marketable skills, there's always going to be somebody who right. wants to take those away and, from you. And a lot of your energy is going to be spent on surviving only, mm-hmm. like either defending your stuff or yourself or whatever, or trying to survive by finding water. If, if it's, if you wrap it back a little right. more, like the first thought experiment or food, you know, and that's where like, right now we don't have to think about, we don't have to think about food. No. We don't have to wonder. I wonder where I'm going to get my next meal. Or if you're just a poor person, that that's a problem. But again, the, the whole. But even th- then, you still have you still have options. Yeah. If you if you swallow your pride. You yeah. Because I remember those years. Yeah. Of going to the food bank, things right. like that. So even so, if you have a collapse of all that, you are. And that's are, part of a yeah. society. So that that's what the, the the point was really. It was kind of ba- not bashing, but it was kind of say, hey. Everybody just pump the brakes a little bit. When you say you're independent, and look at me, and I'm look how great I can do, and and and. And 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 what I can, what does she see? I don't know. I'm watching Poncho, and it looks like she's trying to jump up on my laptop. She's looking to the left of the laptop, like oh, okay, like, like, oh maybe she wants to play with the strap. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like she that. she lost a Any, fire. Anyway, anyway. It, it it has to do with um, you depend on civilization, but a lot of people that are independent, let's say whatever, Republican, Libertarian, or hard right-wing or left-wing, left-wing Democrat, whatever. The fuck them. I don't need those people. We depend on each other a lot more than, we we, Absolutely. than anybody's going it, to it, admit. So you can say how independent and hardworking you are. Great. You can be as hardworking as you want, but we depend on so many other things in this world, in our local community, you know, in civilization than, than you would ever give credit for. Two years ago, you know, right as this pandemic was starting to, I was like, I remember, you know, that, Mid-February, I'm like, dude, this shit is getting bad. It's going to get real, real fucking bad. And you're like, you think so? I'm like, yeah, it's going to get real nasty. Right. If you remember right, I broke that shit to you. I ta- I text you. I worked New Year's Eve, mm-hmm. and New Year's Day is when, um, in China, New Year's Day, you know, so our, so our New Year's Eve, that's when they said, hey, we've got a pandemic that's potential, potentially, like, getting really bad. It's been going on for about a month. We think it could, it actually could turn into an actual pandemic. And I text you, I'm like, dude, this looks like it could be really fucking bad. I remember the that, little bit, yeah. of, little tiny bit of data that they had on, you know, how how you know, it was kind of like SARS. It is a SARS, but it's it's COVID nineteen, a novel coronavirus, all this other shit. And they're only treating symptoms, which is always scary. And uh, I remember when they first started, they only lost a handful of people. Like like the first. Ten people died in New York of this new disease, and that was like, whoa! I mean, they were taking track of it. Yeah, obviously the media kind of wants you to pay attention, so of they course, so, say, they, so they blow things up. But, but still. it's like, and now we're close to a million people. Fuck it, whatever. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, I remember thinking, you know, this might be the unifying thing that we need. Well, that this didn't might work be out. One of the, well because that shit kind of happens, like when you have. Yes, well, it does. Like it nine, should have. It should have. Yeah, and then but you know when nine eleven happened, and remember like the nine you know nine twelve two thousand one when mm-hmm. everybody was fucking American, we all kind of got along for for a while. Mm-hmm. You know, you still had your dissidents, you had people speaking out against this, but you, you it was a completely different attitude. Mm-hmm. And I was really kind of hoping that 
it was that that was going to happen, and then the complete fucking opposite of that happened. Right. And I 100% blame social media and yeah. the and the legacy media, 100%. And I wish they would just both go the fuck. How away. they make their money is 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 strife and arguing. It's conflict and, yeah. and in conflict. That yeah. that's it. Yeah. And I I would tend to agree with that. Yeah. Like if I, it bleeds, I, it leads. Like I mentioned, my stepmother was really shot. She's more surprised at it. You know, I wish it would have happened that way too. But she was uh, very surprised at. You know why didn't I don't get it? Why why didn't just more people pull together? And she votes a certain way too. But she goes, I don't understand why everybody just. Well, that's fine. You're right. This didn't happen. But she was, she was saddened that now it's kind of looks like there's light in the tunnel. Maybe she goes, I just don't. I don't get it. You know why didn't we pull together as a, an America? You know, a to, lot to of, fight this thing. But a lot of us did. That's true. That's the thing. And you a lot more than others. You can't. You discount know? that it's no. not like it was all bad there's a lot of people but, that, but you, but but you bring this up with people that we know that are friends and they get mad if you bring that up because now it's like it's, oh it's your fault you know because they didn't pull together kind of thing well you know i mean, mean there's there, there's uh there's there's winners and losers in his in history yeah right? and i think when people look back it's going to be kind of a shameful time for our country i agree and with I, that. And I, and I i hate saying that because i love this country but it's going to be like, God damn it, fuck, why like, didn't like we, we do have, that? We it's, have the big debrief whenever that's going to happen. Yeah. But there's going to be a large chunk of people who never really knew anybody that died from it, so they're just going to keep saying that was all bullshit. The whole thing was bullshit. Yeah. But they don't, because they don't really know I, anybody directly. I used to engage those people, and now I just kind of blink, like stare at them blankly. Right. And then just stop speaking, like, because I don't even, I just don't even want to engage, because right. I'm just like, fuck you. Like right. I held people's hands when they died. You can eat shit, right? And and that and that and they can have that opinion, and that's perfectly fine, right? Um, it's still an uninformed, completely ignorant opinion. However, after listening to Lex Friedman on his podcast and a couple other people, shutting down the country and the economy was the wrong thing to do, but it was the right thing to do with the amount of data that we had, right? It was it was definitely the wrong thing to do, and it damaged us, right? For a bit, and, and now we know because we're going to get another one. Yeah, it's going to happen again, yeah. especially if uh, the uh, climate change trend keeps going and more. T- the I'm telling you that shit in the tundra scares the hell oh, out of the, me. The, the, like the, my, de- the defrosting stuff, defrosting, where it's know, letting the, more gas go. De- well, what it is is you're it's it's defrosting shit that's been uh, frozen in time, like pathogens that have been frozen in time that. Uh, almost none of the animals on the earth right now have ever oh, ever done shit. anything, including humans. It yeah. predates humans and most mammals. Well, plus the CO two is, is getting let go at the same time. That, and and, and the, yeah, the, yeah, well, not and worse than that is methane because that's the right. only thing worse than CO two for the for for uh, climate change and actual warming of the planet and, and the oceans is methane. And this is the worry about the run of their. This when people from NASA or science go, this could be a runaway event yeah. to where just it's warmer, so more stuff gets let go, and more stuff gets let go, and Which it's warmer, it, it's and a, different pathogens. Yeah, and it's like you know a lot of these guys that are really pretty fucking smart. Unless the Earth is going to completely self-correct somehow, well, it, no, pretty the quickly, earth, the Earth is going to be just fine. The Earth will be fine. Yes, <laughs> the, the people. The, the Earth will self-correct by yes. more more viruses and getting rid of humans. I wonder what the next creatures are going to look like because we had the you know the dinosaur. I like to think it looks the, like Jesus. In a tuxedo T-shirt, <laughs> says I mean business, but I also like to party. Like it, it went, imagine then the thought experiment. Just every everything is wiped out, but you have the uh, the tardigrades uh-huh. left over. They're, they're still those little fuckers. Yeah, you know, and so they're going to evolve again, I guess, into something else. I wonder what that's going again. What what are those? Who? What's the next? Look, I don't know, man. It's a weird. It's a it's a it's a. 
I'm sure people way smarter than us have thought about that. And that'd be wild to have again to have a time machine. You want to go back and talk to Ben Franklin, but I want to go forward about eight million years. Oh God! And just look look at the Earth and go. Well, well, it's done. It's frozen now. Solid frozen ball. First thing I want to do is go. I want to go forward a hundred years. Okay. And just observe. I don't want to interact. I just want to observe. Right. And go. Ah, oh, all right. Flying cars. Fucking finally. Yeah, finally, after, we said gonna, <laughs> after 87 times it was going to happen. We fucking been promised the, right. the next five years. We've been promised right. that for 30 years. I can remember them talking about flying cars in popular science in the early 90s when I was a kid. What year was um, a Blade Runner supposed to happen in? Like this, a couple 20, of years ago? 2046? No, 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 no. A couple of years ago it was supposed to have happened. The first Blade Runner was like, like 20... 19 or 2017 or 2017 or something, something like yeah, that that's right I forgot. And they had all these really cool fucking things but also desolate and fucking yeah post-apocalyptic looking kind of like kingman yeah right <laughs> with taller buildings like occasionally a tesla rolls to a kingman and then and then better roads better roads. They, they, that's all they got better roads than kingman even though it's post-apocalyptic and blade runner <laughs> that's fucked up <laughs> Anyway, so that was a thought experiment about that was a thought. That's a, that's that's if we have nothing but we have really the knowledge. How long would it take us to get real quick? So I can ex- just expand this point so people know what I'm talking about. Yeah, um, there are uh, most single cell organisms can survive a freeze mm-hmm. for millions of years, for millennia, right? And they can thaw out and then reproduce and go right back to what they were doing, like pick up where the, they left the, off. Yes, the the Arctic tundra around the world has been frozen. And not melted in like 10 million years. Right. Okay. Okay. So 10 million years ago, the earth was a completely different fucking place. Obviously, no humans. Mm -hmm. Most of the large mammals that we know of were not around. There were gigantic mammals that have all died off. Woolly mammoths and shit like that. This is before. Oh, God. Damn it, Poncho. Get off the fucking mixer. This is before grunge music. Uh, Yeah, it was right around the time you were born. Okay. Right, it was ahead. like 10 million years ago, you know, 1963. Right. Anyway, so um, these pathogens, we have no immune to them, no immune system, no immunity whatsoever, none. So we're kind of so, like Native Americans when we showed up. Exactly. But it's going to happen to everybody. Or the Native Hawaiians or the Lucayans. Or, or the Lucayans were just murdered. But like right. the, anyway, so um, they're already seeing signs of these unknown pathogens that have never been ever never been taxonified they've never never nobody's ever seen them ever oh good in deer oh in 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 russia yeah in 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 the russian taiga and uh, and up into uh yeah can can i tell uh, you there's there's like like chronic wasting syndrome you ever seen what that shit does to deer it makes them oh. wacky as fuck. Oh yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, and that's all that's already here in it's the states like mad like cow those, disease it, when they uh yes. do their freak out exactly and uh the the shit that the that's affecting these uh, deer uh, well reindeer I think, uh, it's nasty stuff and they're like if that crosses over into humans we're fucked because it's like brain eating kind of shit it's like the maybe it's happening now maybe that's what's going on have you ever heard of that the infallery uh, infallery what in in period fowlery no. It's the brain-eating amoeba that's in warm waters. You hear about it sometimes. Oh, yes. Like yes. It, it that's goes into your is. sinus cavities. Got it. Didn't know that was It's eating brains like that shit, and yeah. it's 100% death rate in, in mammals that eat their own shit and have strong immune systems. So, like, that is the only thing right now that terrifies me. I don't live near an ocean yet, mm-hmm. so I'm not worried about that, you know, oceans rising. I mean, I am because it's going to fuck yeah, up but, a lot of things. Yeah, but if you live in a like, boat, you don't care how tall the water but, is. Well, <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Tall the water? How tall, tall the water right is? Tall. <laughs> I want you to go to a beach where there's a bunch of surfers like, wow, those waves are really tall today. The water's really tall. 
And they're gonna look at you like, who's this fucking nerd? From around here, are you? You ain't from around these parts, is ya? <laughs> Anyway, anyway, so that's a valid thing to be concerned about. It is. It's the one thing that's like when I when I heard about that, I'm like, that's fucking terrifying. Mm-hmm. It's so terrifying because it like we have Arctic tundra in the United States. It's in Alaska, and that shit like it, it very yeah. easily could come here with the worldwide travel and all that. The same reason why this became a uh, COVID, you know, became a pandemic. Yes, is because of the the uh, the ability to travel around the world. Thanks, Orbel. Yeah, Wilbur. Thanks. thanks, the Wright brothers. Fuckers. Fuck you, bunch of sister fuckers. <laughs> All right, so I have a bit. Of, do you, are you do you, are you exhausted in your topics? No, I mean there were other. We don't well, need to I, keep I, rolling down. We can roll these to next. I, I really did want to just just drop into this because it's the mood, and I found out right before I came out here is that uh, a close family friend of mine passed away yesterday. That's what you said. Yeah, uh, her name was Vivian. I used to call her Aunt Viv, like on the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. And Mike met her. Mike, and, yeah, uh, yeah, he did. Yeah, did he meet her? She, she's yeah. super super sweet old lady, and you know her husband died about. Four, three or four years ago, and she had Alzheimer's. She, yeah, she's okay. her Alzheimer's went from being it was very very fast, and it just and it just you know, and she eventually died from it. They put her in a hospice about a week ago, mm-hmm. so at least she was you know she wasn't like in the hospital hooked up to tubes and didn't know where she was at. Like she was at hospice and she was comfortable, and you know, and the the ho- I know the hospice home in in Ohio that she was at, and it is really really nice. It's an old Victorian house. It's like a mm-hmm. fourteen bedroom house, and it's just beautiful. But anyway. Um, my mom, she told me, you know, this is one of my mom's best friends for years. Mm-hmm. And uh, my mom's a very, very strong woman. And you guys know I've talked about this on this, on this podcast. Over the past year, my mom's gone through you know, a lumpectomy in her left breast, chemo for 12 weeks, six weeks at five days, at five times a week, radiation therapy on oh, her I remember chest. that. I always ask you about it. And I, would, and I forget to and, ask sometimes, and then you would give me an update. I'm like, my Jesus. And, that, and, and then, the, she, then, uh, and then the, the chemo, as it leached out of her system, woke up some dormant arthritis in her hip and now right. her knee. She's looking at a knee replacement and then she in the next couple of years, and she had a Broke hip. her hip. Well, uh, she didn't break her hip. She oh. had a hip replacement and oh. then was being a noncompliant mom. Yeah. And decided to walk around her house without a cane, and she fell and dislocated her brain. Oh, that's hip. what happened. But yeah. it wasn't. She said she was in pain when she tried to stand up, but there's no pain receptor there. It's all fake. It's all fucking titanium and silicone. Sure. But and they were able to you know pop it back in and all that. So she, this woman's gone through a lot. She also lost two really good friends uh, about five months ago. She has another friend who has like end stage lung cancer. Jesus. And then one of her best friends died yesterday. Who she saw slowly deteriorate from Alzheimer's. My mom is such a strong woman. She's she, fuck man. She raised three boys, and I'm the most well behaved. You and, people and know how fucked still, up I am. Still dealing with you, and and she's she still has to deal with me and my brothers. I feel bad for her. Right. <laughs> but she uh, she said I'm I'm just I'm losing all my friends, and, and I just it I I miss my friends. And it was like the now, was this a phone call or text? This is a phone call. Okay. This is a phone call this yeah. afternoon, right before I came out here, and. Man, you have to just, hear that, and it's a reality. It's not like, oh, I moved and I miss my friends. No, it's like yeah. oh, you'll never be able to talk to them again. No matter yeah. what you, whatever you believe, it might be on a plane of existence. Sure. You get to meet them later on, whatever your beliefs are. But as of right now, my mom doesn't get to talk to her friends and hang out with them. And you know, it's a that's a dark place to be in. And I, I just, folks, give your fucking parents a call. Well, just fucking give them a call. And we they're not going to be around forever. No, mine aren't at all. Right, gone. So, um, and it was. It was really tough, the residual, because I would. It took a while. I'm telling you right now, like if something good happened in my business, or I saw this rare aircraft, or something was going on, 
I'm telling you, it took a while to break the habit of, oh, cause I, would go, I would go email my father just real quick. That's how we communicated mostly. Yeah. We'd talk on the phone once or twice a week. Right. But it was a lot of emailing just because was, I was at my desk and we would go back and forth and that kind of shit. It took a long time to break that habit. Yeah. If something good happened, I want to let him know. He was, he was the person that was like, wow, that's not going to happen. It's not going to happen and anymore. And it was weird looking at good or bad. or It, it hurts me now thinking about it uh, uh, to see his emails. Because I would occasionally still, I would go back and I would look at him, and then well, that's the last email that he sent me, which had nothing to do with him being sick. Probably it was just it was just some the last, of the some last of email. And then that's it. There it is. That's hard. And and and, and, I, and that computer though on that hard drive is in one of my containers outside, and I know it's in there. Yeah. You know, and that's the only reason I'd ever want to retrieve it. But I I think about that occasionally. Do I ever want to open that up and look at it again? I don't know. I really don't know. And then we so that brought on the conversation earlier today. At when you first came here, of that I had a conversation with my like seven or eight closest friends. We'd always hang out every weekend. The key friends you, you always have outer friends, but then you have your close friends. Of course, yeah. And we'd have the conversation of man, one of us, you know, one day one of us is going to be the last survivor of this group. Yeah. And we kind of ha ha, not only laughing but going, yeah, that's fucked up, you know. And then three of them are gone now. You know, yeah. One, one of them to a, a health issue, and two of them to suicide. You know, so we're I'm down of that. I don't live there anymore, but I'm down to like four, four of those people right now. Um, and you're not that old, <laughs> not really. I mean, really, comparatively yeah. speaking, no. And it's and so, and that only speak. That's what my mom says at this, because I told her I was just related to her. I said, "Mom, I, I I get it. I have got I still have friends that I miss all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, that are you know not with us anymore. Right? And it sucks. Yep. And it, but I'm forty. And I know that it's only going to get worse, and I and I know that, and you know, and you're we're as humans, we're prepared for it. There's there's a certain amount of Kinda. coping, but <laughs> yeah. um, some people are actually, handle it better than others. I actually had a really great conversation with uh, with a friend of mine uh, the other day about this, and she said, uh, uh, "You know, we lose people, and it's we're not we're not built to cope with certain things." And losing like a child, like parents losing a child, because that's what we're talking about. Is a parent losing a child is against the natural order of things, mm-hmm. and like most people can't cope with that. Most parents can't cope with losing a child. It and and it changes I kinda, their lives. It breaks I, families up. It, bre- it really does. Yeah, I the mean, majority, yeah. the ma- strong majority of the time. Yeah, and like and then she said, I don't want to meet the person who can cope with losing their kid. I was like, fuck, that's a that that's yeah. a, uh, really pretty deep because it's yeah. a yeah, that's really deep and it's effective. You know, it's it just but anyway, uh, it. I just really feel for my mom right now. I wish I could be there. But the 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 plus side of things is that Vivian was active in her Southern Baptist church mm-hmm. for many, many years. Mm-hmm. And the party this weekend is going to be fucking phenomenal. For those who don't know, she would be black. Yes. So oh, yeah. Vivian's yeah. black. Yeah, she's right. black. And, and, and you know, um, was also kind of one of the neighborhood moms, like, that mm-hmm. fed people. She raised a couple of her grandkids. Mm-hmm. Because they're, you know, they're, her kids were shitheads or went to jail or something like that. and. Mm-hmm. Just took in whoever she would, she could take in to help out, and that's how my mom is, and mm-hmm. and so they were they're, because they're like that. They're both just so similar, you know, and and that's why they were such good friends. And so it's going to be a, a a a good but tough funeral, probably. Well, it's going to be they'll have the the graveside services and and, mm-hmm. and funeral and all that at the church, and then everybody will go over the the cemetery, do that, and then the next day is going to be. Some of the best uh, food ever. Holy 
fuck. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm telling you the food spread. Uh, like the food yeah. spread at that church on a Sunday afternoon after church services mm-hmm. is incredible anyway. And it's like a thousand times that. Right. For somebody who passed that was part of the congregation. There's and so much food yeah. after a, a proper funeral, if you will. And there's a lot of people. There's just so much food. And it's a f- at, left to, people are gone. Then you have you have rooms full of food. And they'll do. They're going to do a special service that Sunday about uh, you know life and loss and and celebrating her life and all that. And they, when uh, her husband died, my mom was telling me this today. When uh, Vivian's husband died uh, several several years ago, the party that they threw for him, the celebration of life. She's like, they weren't fucking around. It was not. This was not a. Oh, celebration of life and soft music. Right. Hell no. It was like four hours of gospel music and dancing and food yep. and all like and yep. it was just like that's how it should be. And that's when I told her I said I have you know a life insurance policy. Um it's like an Irish wake for, Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um I have an insurance policy or my life insurance policy, five thousand dollars of it is earmarked for the party after I die. You better ramp that money amount up now. Very specific. inflation that was. In, what <laughs> dollars were those? And at your financial advisor, as I'm your fi- say, yeah, right. Need to be seventy two hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but I and I was telling my mom. She goes, "Yeah, what kind of stuff do you have in there?" Because I have it very detailed, and I'm like, right. really good band or multiple bands, preferably some that if they're still alive that right. I loved while I was alive. Um, drugs. It, it, like whatever dr- party drugs you can put out there because I want people to get drunk and fornicate and dance naked around fires and mm-hmm. screw in a hot tub and like that that that's what I want I, I want people to celebrate my life that way I don't want people standing around a fucking first off there's not gonna be a coffin because I'll be cremated it, although it, Neil deGrasse Tyson Mr. fucking science black black science man uh, what did he say he's, well he's like I don't want to be cremated because it takes energy to do that oh here now we're analyzing all the yeah okay. he's like I want my the atoms that are that, that make and the molecules that make up my body, my person, me, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Mm-hmm. I want them, do because I've been borrowing them in this meat sack my entire life. Sure, from the rest of the universe. Yep, and it came I from the to, beginning of the universe. I, all, all, there's no new atoms. Right. In I don't us, want to be you know. burned up in a carbon that's just going to be just whatever and mm-hmm. scattered ashes. I want to go into go back to the earth that I came from and that I took resources from and feed plants that feed the deer the feed i, I want to complete that cycle of life mm-hmm. and being cremated is not it's not it's not so how, how would you efficiently do this what do you say i, I still want to be cremated fuck that guy he, <laughs> he he said pluto's not a planet he can he can I'll, I'll fucking come up with my own shit but no i want my ashes uh well i just wonder I want how to be, he said like no but you can't legally just throw someone in the ground and let you the, can use bio, biodegradable coffins okay and you don't have to have formaldehyde put so in that was veins. his point maybe he doesn't want to be in a uh in a uh um a graveyard, though. Maybe. That, no, that's yeah. That's what he said. He's like he wants to be buried somewhere out in nature. Okay, way out. And okay. and you know and uh, and in a like a natural like a biodegradable coffin. Why don't you add him on Twitter and go? Hey, we got a big desert out here. Let us you know just arrange it. We'll throw you out there so in the strange. middle. Of, we got so, that would be. <laughs> I would be on a list for that. I'm fairly certain. You know, I did tweet at Elon Musk. And that motherfucker didn't even t- about the Elon. The, uh, the, well, the, you give the, him some time. I'm going to keep the retweeting Elon. that shit and, and the Elon <laughs> electric riding lawnmower and call it the Elon. That's fucking You brilliant. know what? If no one pays attention, we should make that and do that and have, have someone dressed up like Elon and have him out doing... That might go viral. That might make us a million that, bucks. That, you never know. Might, and, and, or he might send us a cease and desist and cost us a million bucks. <laughs> I think he would think it would be hilarious. You would think so. You would hope I, so. I, I can't believe he didn't jump on it, but he also probably just didn't see my tweet. I'm sure people tweeted him thousands of times a day. Yeah, it got lost in the 10,000 tweets yeah. that he didn't, or the 10,000 mentions, or whatever. Right. Yeah. 
So yeah. anyway, yeah. The so I feel sorry for your mom. It's it's a rough thing. That's and it's hard. And she knows that. Well, I did tell her. I'm like, mom, at the very least, you you don't have a lot of friends left. So you're probably not going to go through this much more. And she fucking thought that was the funniest shit in the world. Right. She's like, thank you, son. That's that's the weirdest positive thing, the spin you could throw on that. Well, and the reality of it is the older that we all get, the more funerals or whatever we're going to experience, the more shit you're going to experience. Yeah. It's going to be negative and yeah. negative and negative. And it's not something that you, we didn't sign up for any of this, the good or the bad. Correct. You know, here we are. Yeah. We get to deal with it. Yeah. Good then, or, again, or good or bad. Well, and then that went to an even more serious topic that you brought up that was really dark, but it's something that needs to be talked about is. I did? Yeah. Oh. Is if you get to a point where your body is deteriorating or your mind is deteriorating oh. or you're starting to become miserable, yeah, is it better to just completely check out? Right, and you said that and, who was the um, the famous person who do, who did that who 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 offed himself? Uh, Hunter Thompson. Hunter S. Thompson that's, did that's that right, when yeah. he found out that he had uh, rampant arthritis in both of his hips, and he was looking at hip replacement. And this is 2003. Mm-hmm. This is not 2000. Uh, 21 when my mom got her hip replacement, and she was up walking two days later. Right, like this is. 20 year old technology and he was going to be in pain and rehab painful rehab and shit like that for four to six months Mm -hmm. because he was you know he was old he was like 80 75 Mm -hmm. 80 when he when he killed himself but when he found that out oh god boss man's calling me sorry jesh um the what was i saying um he checked out no that he he got the phone call from he was at home alone in his house in aspen on his ranch Got the phone call from his orthodox saying, yeah, you're going to need surgery on both. We want to do them both at the same time so you can do your rehab. It'll take four to six months, lots of pain, da da da, da. You know, but we can get through this. And he goes, yeah, I, okay, I'll, I'll let you know. Yeah, I'll, hung, I'll give you a call. And he hung up <laughs> and um, wrote a note, note that said something to the effect of, I'm not going to go through this. It's been a long, it's an, it's been a long, great journey. Why wait? And then he went and blew his brains out. There you go. And you know his wife found him, and I feel for her because I I, I know you don't nobody ever wants to see their, one of their loved no, ones and like that, and I, I have that. some experience yeah. with that. But yep, yep. she she said that uh, she said he went out the, the the way he wanted, and he didn't want to go. He went out on his own terms. He didn't want to lay around and deteriorate because he's seventy five years old. Smoked cigarettes since the time he was like twelve. Right. Did all manner of drugs and shitloads of drinking. He abused his body. He knew that he. Like four to six months was the best case scenario, right? And if that's if he didn't die from, you know, hospital acquired pneumonia or from which is not very be, common. It's super common. It used to be common when you didn't have like your turnaround time for hip replacements was like, you know, it was like four four to six months, mm-hmm. you know, for until you can get up and get active because humans were not meant to lay in bed. Nope. That's why people's lungs fill up with fluid. That's how they get pneumonic, and then that's how they die. And that was very that's, common, and, and it's a lot and more. That's how yeah. my stepdad got. Um, he has chronic bronchitis and ended up having to have a low, uh, his uh, lobectomy on his, uh, I think, right lung because he was in and out of the hospital because he had these. It started off with a bow, emergency bowel surgery, and he was in the hospital for like two weeks. Mm-hmm. And then he caught pneumonia at home because he couldn't move around because he was recovering all the time. And he was in and out of the hospital for like nine years. Mm-hmm. He had like eight or nine trips in the hospital lasted in excess of a week. No wonder. For lung shit. And right. eventually just killed one of his lungs. He's lucky that he that happened to him in like his late thirties. Mm-hmm. If that shit would have happened now, when he's like sixty something, he probably wouldn't survive. So like, I get it and I understand it. So like, 
So the, would, yeah, would you check out? Would you and, right? And, and I'm yeah. not talking about Hunter Thompson right. with, with a bullet to the head. I'm talking like assisted suicide, like like Doctor Kavorkian would have wanted. Right. So the the question we posed, or I brought up after you brought that up, it was okay. Let's just say if you knew, like a doctor, came, and if the doctor was 100 percent correct, or your God, or whoever, can, you knew for a fact that they they just diagnosed you with whatever, and you had. Six months to live, but it's going to be fucking painful. You know, we, we can extend your life a little bit longer. It's going to be a painful trip, um, but you're not hurting quite yet, but starting in about a week, you know, or whatever, you're going to be starting bad pain, and it's going to get worse. you got to smoke weed or take yeah. d- drugs and kill the pain. Would you, and I'm, I'm not necessarily asking you, who, who would say, fuck it, I'm out of here, you know? How many more people would, de- you know, I, I, so many people fight. It and, depends and, and, on the. And they, my father did. My father was gonna. He was gonna fight it, and he was freaking miserable. Yeah, you know. So I actually know a guy recently who's a regular at Blackbridge that I he was gone. I didn't see him for like four months, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Hey, man, you guys seen this guy?" Like, and and you know, Josh and Mike, n- nobody had seen him. I said, man, he was like one of my favorite customers. Just cool guy, mug club member, just older guy, probably in his seventies, just like survived his uh his his wife passed away several years ago his kids moved away and all that and so he's just kind of he reminds me of my grandpa he's a tinkerer he was mm-hmm. a he was an army corps of engineers just like my grandpa like and then and so like he's just a just there's a kinship there it just because I, I like the guy and good conversation he's funny and uh he came in when i was cleaning a uh cleaning a fermenter out back or something and i was like oh shit hey what's up man i haven't seen you in forever i was like what the hell happened and he's like where you been did you stop drinking and he was like well, i had to i had uh, pancreatic cancer. I'm like, you beat pancreatic cancer? Oh, shit. You yeah. tough old fart. And he's like, yeah. I mean, I and they were able to do it through surgery and some drugs, and they, I I refused chemo because I saw my wife go through that, and I wanted to. I figure that if the pancreatic cancer kills me, it's going to kill me in three months. It's going to kill him anyway, kind of thing. And you know. I don't want to spend the first month of that three months throwing up and losing weight and and this and that and the other. And I said, man, I I get it. He ref- he refused. He told his doc, "I'm not going to do chemo. I won't. I've had a good life. Mm-hmm. I've you know I've, I've loved. I've lost. I've raised my kids. I've done this. I've 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 done." And I was just like him talking about the the fact that he stared down the face of death and is still fucking there. And I get to serve him beer again is just no. incredible. I'm like, how do we give this guy free beer? And he right. fucking survived cancer. Right. Yeah. So anyway, and his doc told him he's like, yeah, you can like you're. It's virtually undetectable. He said it's completely undetectable in the system. So obviously, there are some pancreatic cancers that you can't beat. I guess right. Well, the they, they what are. they what it was is he because he was already like kind of pre-diabetic, uh, just years of unhealthy eating, but he wasn't really overweight. He was still active. Right. It just he ate like shit and looked okay on the outside. Mm-hmm. And he went in for his like uh, his A one C checkup, which are you familiar with that? That's like the long term mm-hmm. blood sugar mm-hmm. test and. and Went in for his, his A1C and uh, his levels were all fucked up. And he been, he said, "No, I, I I've been like he's been going on a regular basis. He'll get that done." And all every, they, like they, they had some data points, and all said, "Whoa!" And all of a sudden, there's this thing that was off yeah. the charts, and yeah. they're like, "We need to get you in to see an oncologist." And I've got to, I'm I'm going to call right now to see if they can get you in because I this is a precursor. It's usually this usually means pancreatic cancer. I don't want to scare you, but we catch this right now. It's way earlier than most people because mm-hmm. most people they start having bowel issues and then they can't figure out what's wrong their night sweats and all this other shit their blood sugars all over the fucking place mm-hmm. that's how they figure it and, and figured out and by then it spread through the entire pancreas yeah so he only had like a third of his pancreas removed and he's still healthy mm-hmm. and has no cancer so like wow. 
the, it, the, but back to my my point was that he he was ready to kind of check out on his own. He's like, I'll fight the cancer, but I'm not fucking taking. I'm not doing chemo. Mm-hmm. And because his wife was on and off of chemo for like 18 months, so before she finally died, and that whole time he was having to be her caretaker. Yeah. Oh man. One of my customers here, he was a guy that his name was John Burnson. He's a guy that lives back in Atlanta who bought that Sears that was broken in half that got broken in half. Oh up yeah. At, yeah, yeah. Up at uh, Burning Man. Uh-huh. Remember that one? Yeah, I remember. Both of his parents uh, are gone also. They both had lung cancer. And I can't remember who was first. Maybe his father. I think his father was first. And it was a very similar lung cancer mm-hmm. situation. Don't know if they were smokers or not. doesn't really matter. But he went through it, you know, and they removed stuff and chemo this and blah, blah, blah. And then he fought it the whole time. And he lived whatever, you know, two more years or something. Doesn't yeah. matter. It doesn't matter. But was pretty miserable the whole time. And then he died. Fine. Then his mother <coughs> got it. Very similar circumstance, and she saw her father, and she said, I'm not doing, I'm not doing chemo. And he said, I'm going to cut to the chase, but for the most part, he said, pretty much she had a pretty good life right up to the last month. Yeah. You know, without going through all this misery, and he goes, I'm not saying it was the exact kind of cancer, the exact level, but she chose not to do chemo, and she actually had a life. Yeah. Up until the last couple, few weeks or so. Yeah. And that was it. And I get that. I, he goes, I, it was a much better. He goes, given because that's the only my reference. But for those two, that's was way better on everybody, including her. If it were if it were me, and I was given some sort of debilitating, you know, diagnosis where you're going to die, you mm-hmm. have. You mean life? Which are all going to die? Well, I mean, you know, you are. <laughs> yes, no, you are going to die in six months. Gotcha. Yeah. You will die. With some treatment that is invasive and this and that and the other, you might get an extra, you know, six months to a year. Yeah, yeah. The, I, yeah, the question: What's the number that it's going to be enticing you? Right. To, yeah. What's that number? Who knows? It also yeah. depends on how old I am, how able-bodied I am, and yeah. all that. So if I'm still able-bodied, and I say, "Listen," I ask the doc, "Look, when is it going to get really bad? And is there anything to prolong the in that six-month time frame? Can I get four months where it's good?" Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Yeah, cool." No treatment. I'm good. Oh, I'm just gonna. I'm gonna like borrow money from the mob. I don't give a fuck. Whatever. I'll. I will. Right. And I just go and travel to all these places that I want to do because I could do everywhere I want to see in the world. Mm-hmm. I can probably do in about three or four months. Probably gonna and have I'll a slice of rhubarb pie. That'd be great. Absolutely. <laughs> I, and I'll. No, I'm. I'm dead fucking serious. Like just little things I like would, that. Yeah. You know. And I'll. I'll go to. Uh, first stop would be to Ohio to. Either, you know, my parents are still around or whatever. You go and talk to them and see my brothers and, and my nieces and uh, go to Young's Dairy in Yellow Springs and um, smoke a ton of grass and drop acid. and All those like, things we should be doing fucking, anyway, the, really. Let's, let's cut to the... Honestly, it, <laughs> the things we should be doing more often, but right. life, get, life gets in the fucking way. You yeah. know? And what yeah. you should be doing is living your life, and that's what yeah. I would do for those four months. And then go, all right, well, and then it was, if I start getting in too much pain, I'll just start saying my g- goodbyes to people and... Uh, check myself into the Kevorkian clinic or whatever, and uh, like, yeah, just take that pain away. I'm just you, be done. You, you think he spells it? It's like Kevorkian clinic, like with two K's, like just so it's kind of has alliteration. So it's it, kind would of it, a- wouldn't it be great if Kingman had a Kevorkian <laughs> clinic? <laughs> the Kingman it's just KK. Hey, yeah, look, just- it's a Kingman Court Kevorkian clinic. Oh no, that's a. <laughs> But that's not a good logo. That is not. No. What are all these hoods doing around? Like we've. Well, we thought the logo looked better we with the, the K- matching K's. <laughs> we thought that rather than it's a C it's thrown so in. fucking terrible. Actually, one of my favorite bands is called the Suicide Machines. Great, great <laughs> punk rock and ska band from the from the 90s that are they're still around. They're from Michigan. 
Mm-hmm. And their original name was Jack Kevorkian and the Suicide Machines. <laughs> oh, Jesus. And, and they had to drop that. The labels, like, their labels, like, there's, I, we, we, we get the punk rock thing and all that, but you can't fucking, hey. you can't use someone else's name like that. And, and, but Jack Kevorkian and the Suicide Machines. Speaking of incredible. lacking progress, then we got to get, get going. But speaking of uh, how many states now do they have legal assisted suicide? Has it really gone up much? I, I think, I now, I, I know Michigan is one because it was like a big to do when they passed that law and made assisted suicide legal there. Is that mm-hmm. Jack Kevorkian was in fucking prison for, a law that they repealed mm-hmm. you know what i mean like now it's like it's you know it's legal but so, I, don't, I know washington o- oregon and washington oregon and washington and and uh michigan are the only three i know of so that's really way behind legalized weed i mean if you just take an example yeah, yeah. and it shouldn't be and i'm not the one of the same of course but, but I mean, it really you should have be. you should have the option but all, it also it's 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 a gray area the reason why that why there's there's uh first off it's an icky subject and people don't ever want to sure. get an icky subject it's like right. it's like talking about abortion mm-hmm. right that's that's one of those you just don't we just it's so divisive you know so mm-hmm. the idea is those that almost all i mean all medical professionals in modern society abide by or the at least oh, the doctors hippocratic oath. hippocratic oath and the first yeah. line is first do no harm but here's the thing if you're dying and in pain and and you know that you're going to die in three weeks or a month or or three months or whatever and you don't want to go through all of that pain you're not doing harm you're helping that person right and so it, that's the gray area and, and it that, could and be argued that, that you could be argued that you're doing harm by extending someone's life in a way exactly you could, you and could. that's what kevorkian said and all the yeah. proponents of of assisted suicide are they're they're uh they that's how they they see it now on the other end of things there's religious implications too. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, because you know, and we're religious, suicide is, is we're a religious it, well, in, nation. In, in, well, in Catholicism, you know, suicide's uh, it's it's the uh, what do they call that? It's a mortal sin. Like you can't come back from that because you can't atone for it because mm-hmm. you're dead. Mm-hmm. So like that's a problem. Uh, <laughs> Fucking the atone phone. Remember, <laughs> uh, 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 Stephen Colbert has the atone phone. No, I'm not familiar <laughs> You've with not this. seen that skit. Oh, no, he has an old fashioned you know phone. Where people call up and because it's time for atonement. And oh my god, <laughs> that's awesome. No, I did not know about that. But yeah, it's a anyway. it's. I mean, it's definitely a big conversation. But to yeah. me, I don't think uh, you should limit someone's ability to check out now. I like the, the, the I've seen and and that obviously we're talking about um, long term not long term but uh, um, fatal diseases illnesses oh, things okay. that can't be cured and or the treatment is so much worse than you know than than what the way that they're living now you know what I mean and so what about, kind of like, what about what about people chemotherapy is like, pretty bad that's there's, that's getting up in that you know my mom and i were talking about this day my mom had such an easy time with chemo Hmm. she could she had such an oddball experience and her oncologist and nurses and everybody just couldn't believe how well she did with it and i i said mom that's because you're relatively healthy yeah you're overweight but who fucking isn't Mm -hmm. and but like you're active don't smoke cigarettes Mm -hmm. you don't drink to excess like you're just you're just a healthy 67 year old woman like you're fucking you're tough Mm -hmm. and that's probably that there's that but then there's also something i think there's some some genetics there that came at play because she never really got the nausea and mm. vomiting okay now grant i think some of that has to do with the fact that she smokes copious amounts of weed and was doing edibles at the time because she couldn't she was afraid to smoke because if she coughed she was afraid that she would oh it would make yeah her i remember that so she did a lot of edibles i remember that and know. and and those really helped her um, and the doctors were okay with all that, of course. They were like, Of course, sure, no, but. they're like, just do it. It's so much better than narcotics and mm-hmm. having to take Zofran. Because Zofran's hard on your kidneys, mm-hmm. but it'll keep you from throwing up. 
right. you know, and but you can't take it all the time. It's really hard on you. So, um, so yeah, but she, but most people, that's not most people's experience. Most people, you've seen what chemo does. Oh and it, and yeah, it's fucking terrible. It's it's and what it is, people don't know. You're you. It's the whole. It's a balancing act of killing off the cancer faster than it's killing the, you. Yes, and killing off or the an even oversimplified version would be killing off the bad stuff and not killing off too much of the good stuff. Right. Because that's, that's that what's going on. That's why you're yeah. sick and you lose weight and your hair falls out and your whatever the it's fuck goes fucking on. fucking poison, man. Yeah. It's fucking awful. It's yeah. awful shit. Yeah. But anyway, it's also incredibly effective at treating cancer. Mm-hmm. So, and it's kind of the one of the more powerful tools that we've got, which sucks. But I think CRISPR and uh, the... Uh, the vaccine, the mRNA, mRNA stuff. Uh, stuff is, I think that's really going to help in, over the next 10 years mm-hmm. with shit like that. But anyway, so we digress. But yeah, I would, I, I would 100%, uh, if I was given that kind of a diagnosis, I would probably just choose to go out that way because honestly, like you could do it in a hospice kind of setting mm-hmm. and it would be comfortable and surrounded by your friends. Right. And, and since you're going to die anyway, I would go out with, I would have like, the most expensive fucking beer that I can find, and the like only the rare shit, and again, something like that. The only this would really work is if you knew, like, factually knew that you were going out. That was it. Yeah, you're done. Yeah, not like oh, just kidding, haha. You know, it. You you really really knew it and believed it in your gut, soul, brain. Yeah, you were laying down, falling asleep that one night when you heard this option. You're like going, whoa. I mean, that that's about the heaviest as it gets. It doesn't get a lot heavier than that. No, like, it really doesn't. Like you have the decision now to to kind of end your life in a way that you want to because you're given that. Some people might say it's a blessing, right? You know how you're going to die, and you have the option to do it Man, with a little more grace. Most people don't get that. Yeah. They, 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 I, honestly, I know there obviously a lot of people die of you know heart attacks, and they die of cancer, and things yeah. like that. That pales in comparison to the people that die in war, that die in car accidents, bicycle accidents, yeah. and suicide, all the shit. Like So you... If you know when you're going to die, that's that's another thought experiment. Mm-hmm. It's one of my favorite ones. If you had the choice to know how and when you died, would you want to know? At this moment, I had that thought before, too. I would say no, not right now. Really? Why not? I don't know. Because I would definitely want to know. Because if it's 94 years old... You know, and you, can, uh, you, can, you can relax. Yeah, yeah, I can. I'm like, oh, that's cool. I'm fucking, I'm gonna keep living my life. <laughs> Apparently, I'm doing things correct. Right. But it's if it's like you're gonna die at 50 from a heart attack if you don't change your shit you or get out really... there. Or no matter what you do, your the damage you've done to your body is already there. Mm-hmm. So you're gonna die at age 50 from this. Then I would be like, well, I guess I better get to fucking living. And then I would, I, I and uh, honestly, and we should all be living that way, right? But obviously, that's just not. It's feasible. not possible. But but a, a whole lot of people would make it possible all of a sudden. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, I'm sure they, they would, would all of a sudden it. go. You know what? Fuck it. I'm not going to work anymore. Yeah. I'm going to sell my shit and buy a camper, and I'm going to at least go do that and see the country. Right. That kind of shit. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I can survive on five hundred dollars a month in food. I can just buy cheap food and just live. You know. Buy I know I'm going to die anyway of something unrelated. Sacks of beans and right. rice. And just make it happen. It's a uh, it's, it's a it's a fun fun. Five hundred dollars a month on food. What the fuck, Paul? Why do you spend that much money? I was gonna say they could do a lot cheaper than that. You really yeah, could. Uh, no shit. A I'm lot like, God cheaper. damn! I could. I bet I spend a hundred dollars. I say five hundred. You did say five hundred dollars. <laughs> like 
Listen to Mr. High on the Hog over here, Mr. Do, one percent. What, what, what's the show where, where the old rich lady said, how much can a banana cost? Like 25 What? How much is a banana? <laughs> like $15? It was uh, Arrested Development. She has no, it, 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 she had no idea. She's like, it's a banana. What does it cost? $15? And they're like, she's just so fucking out of touch. <laughs> I fucking love that show. Like, I tried to get really into it when it was on. I'm like, this is stupid. Or maybe my problem was I was stupid, and I right. just didn't get the humor. It's pretty fucking yeah, And now funny. that I'm older, I'm like, all right, I fucking get it. All right, so are we done? I think we're done. I hope uh, hopefully so. you folks uh, uh, took something away from this podcast. It's starting to get so heavy on everybody, but, you know. Yeah, but sometimes we need to talk that. It's called big talk as opposed to small talk. It is. All right, folks, stay safe out there. Yes. Yes.